a few minutes maybe some other people will come uh, do, meanwhile do you have any question about last class I know it was not an easy class any question for me about the concept of evil okay uh, alright do you have any question for me about the last class about the evil. If not, if not, uh, let's proceed on. Evil is definitely an interesting discussion. It's very sexy, sexy discussion. And uh, of course, why I'm saying sexy? Because today we're gonna learn about uh, uh, Adam and Eve in uh, Eden. So uh, that can illuminate a little bit what evil is. So hello, I see some other name came, other people came. All right, so let's go to the class. Uh, today's class. I hope it will come off. Here it is. So. The tree of knowledge, good and evil. So, uh, if let's say again, like we always do, we repeat something from the part, from the last class uh, to to get in mood and to continue the threat. So we are learning about idolatry. We never forget this is our topic, and one of the one of the idols that we are discussing, we have been discussing, is the uh, evil. He became an idol because Elohim consulted it and made us. Uh, thereby, he made it very charmful, very magic power in our eyes because everything that he consulted with became a potential partner to him and, uh, and, and we might think that uh, you know it's evil has some power so let's worship it and it became also a magical sexy power in, in our eyes and we ask ourselves last time where is evil uh, in, a toy, in the story of the Genesis and we identified it, locate, located it right before the Sabbath as it says uh, and Elohim says it was very good and the very good is the opposite of it is very bad and according to the Talmud this is this is the source of all the evil this is the the evil in the world and it it uh, fits because it's just up be before up one this is the last word uh, before before the acronym you have K the merciful acronym appear so whenever she appear on earth everything suddenly change she shine a light on on the universe and when the mercy is around suddenly you see things as evil so the, there is no conception of evil in the world without the merciful one being here otherwise everything is in order, Elohim does it. 
Elohim uh, in, in a world of Elohim, th this world is built up by by force. All the whoever is more powerful prevails. You eat, and finally you're being eaten. This world is very cruel, so to speak. If you if you look at it from from a, from you have K eyes. Uh, if you are, if you don't have that eyes, if you are just a creature of Elohim, creature of nature, then you're part of the system. You are this just system because you, whatever you do, you get your punishment retribution very soon. It's a very just system, but uh, the but the the special light, of the light of mercy, suddenly. Uh, uh, enlighten, enlighten uh, the entire universe in a different in a different uh, perspective. Only we that we have the 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 Yud Hevavke in us, the merciful one in us. Only we can appreciate what evil is. So there is no no wonder that just before she appeared from the Sabbath uh, into the world, as we saw last last time. As she appeared from the top of the hill, standing there up and looking down towards us, so suddenly everything is what you see. What you see when is evil. If you have her eyes, you see evil around you. Yeah, you can sit in a group of uh, of uh, gangsters, and uh, you you think uh, you enjoy that. You are protected. Uh, you do evil, you do, you you kill, you fight, but you, but you survive, and you live with it, and it's okay, unless suddenly uh, you have FK or the Torah shine light on you and say, oh, something is wrong with the whole system that you that you are working with. So. That's the that, that's the that's the the meaning of of you have a case appearing on the top of the hill as mankind ascend we saw last time ascend towards the Sabbath. You remember the diagram and the uh, Friday on the on the, or the sixth day on the on the left and the Sabbath on the on the right on the top of the hill and humankind is climbing from our inception towards the Sabbath and Hashem push us upward with the, the two two passions that he implanted in us, the passion to to uh, procreate, the passion to to seek power and this by this we move onward. We cannot sit idle because we always are moved by these two passion and desires. And uh, but finally as we move onward uh, we meet our final trial uh, as Elohim see every everything that he created, and he must it must be very good in order to to proceed on to the Sabbath. If it's not, then it's very bad, uh, very bad because because color because uh, Elohim will take burn everything to to ashes. With no no trace, not even ashes will will, will remain. So that position, that position of evil on top of the hill, uh, that uh, just before the Sabbath is coming, just before Hashem, Hashem is showing up, just before mercy, 
So this position of evil helped us last time to define what evil means. And we, here's a list that we discussed last time in short. They are important because it will, without it you cannot understand the story of, of Eden. So uh, evil, we said, is a subjective concept. Uh, it always, usually it's subjective. Evil, I feel bad, something bad happened to me. The Torah assumes that evil, the word evil, ra, is something sub subjective, but it always, usually, uh, is, is uh, presented in the Torah in, in Hashem's eyes. Never, almost never in Elohim eyes. It's always in Hashem's eyes. Hashem sees things through evil. The king of Israel, we said, they were evil because they took advantage of the poor and the widows. Not just because they were idol worshippers. So they did cruel things. Things that enraged mercy. The, other, the, the, the opposite of compassion, the opposite of forgiveness, the opposite of mercy. If you do that, you do evil. It's nothing to do with the law. So, so it's always seen evil is a term in the in the in Hashem's eyes. And we also number two there, evil is everything that interferes with Adam's ascent to the Sabbath, because Adam is ascending on the diagram there from sixth day to the Sabbath. Anything that stops there, you know, evil, very good, stand there, just interfere like a block, something that blocks. The, the ascending of Adam to the Sabbath. So this is a good definition of evil. What is evil? Everything that might interfere with that ascent. And this definition has many implications because the, everything that, uh, if we find something that might interfere with our connection to Hashem, that's called evil in the eyes of Hashem. It doesn't have to be only cruelty, but something else, like sin. Sin, for instance, may interfere with our connection to Hashem, to our sin to the Sabbath. So in the eyes of Hashem, sin is evil, maybe evil. Now number three, everything that separates us, Adam, from Hashem. So if a person, let's say, did something evil, or did a sin, or did something ugly in the eyes of Hashem, ugly in the eyes of Hashem, then this is evil. Now, it doesn't have to be ugly in my eyes. I can sleep with, a, with a, my best friend wife, so to speak, and it's very nice for me as a, as a, as a um, who was that, uh, one of that movie, I forgot his name, I'll remember it in a minute. So, you know, it's very good. They feel good. Fine. The sinner doesn't necessarily feel it's bad, evil. But it's evil in the eyes of Hashem. Woody Allen. Yeah, that's, uh, I knew Woody Allen. It's one of these movies there that he finally find himself in a relationship with his best friend, wife. Uh, but the, 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 the movie ends with the declaration it was good. Uh, because it relieved so much tension and, and it felt good, she felt good and it was so good and finally actually she returned back to her husband it's fine, it was a good thing to do 
Uh, that's of course nice in Woody Allen eyes in the movie, uh, but it's may not nice in the eyes of Hashem. So evil and sin. So the sinner, the sin is separate us from Hashem. And number four here, evil is what mercy hates. It's another aspect of evil. Uh, evil is cruelty of so mercy, the opposite of mercy, which is, we just said it. If I'm not merciful, if I'm not compassionate, if I'm not forgiving, evil hates it. So Hashem, Hashem hates it. That's the evil. Evil what make Hashem sad or make Hashem. Uh, uh, angry, why? Because it will separate us from Hashem, from that it will sit, sit like, like a block between us and Hashem. And either Hashem will fly away and will never get to the Sabbath because we need Hashem as a bridge to, call, to go to the Sabbath. Without Hashem we will be stuck here forever. We will always be in, in the Friday and what's, what's wrong with that, you may ask. What's wrong with that? Because Elohim was fed up. Elohim said, without Hashem around here, if there is no good, if there is no very good uh, verdict, I'm going to destroy Kala. So uh, Elohim had uh, two options to creation. Either we become very good, or we become very bad in his eyes, and he will wipe, uh, wipe uh, the universe uh, completely like he did to other universes before us. That's Rashi, in the beginning of Genesis. So it's not like we have a choice. The choice is either we, we uh, uh, annihilate it or we go on to the Sabbath. And we need, to, we need Hashem to go to the Sabbath. We need that bridge. And if Hashem hates, hates something, we do something that enrages her or makes her sadden, uh, then we will never go there. And uh, number one, two, three, four, five, six. There, Hashem, the long line. Hashem, uh, we, we, that was psalm song from David. Remember, uh, there are many. If you look at the psalm song, David described there. King David described by the evil, but the evil in the kings, in the the, the evil doers, are not necessarily idolatrous, or the one who don't uh, who don't eat kosher or one who, who, who don't take the lulav on, 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 on Hanukkah. Uh, the, the, the evil doers are those who are treacherous, who lie, who stab the fellow man in the back, and so forth. So, so these are the enemies of King David, which are evil, describe them. Their behavior is treacherous. Their behavior is the opposite of mercy, the opposite of compassion. Evil is, we discussed, the angel of death. Uh, very good. Remember Rish Lakish telling that uh, the very good, the opposite of very good, is all the aspect of evil, death, all sort of calamities, earthquake, meteors, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, disease, bacteria, parasites, pain, agonies. All these aspects that cause uh, pain and agony and disease and suffering and death. That's uh, by Rish Lakish definition of evil. That's that's the evil that uh, stand. Uh, we need to kind of uh, uh, overcome or do something to to overcome it in order to get to in order to find faith in the eyes of Hashem. Evil breaks 
even can break Hashem's name into two. You remember how Hashem's name bridges between the Friday and the Saturday, between the Sabbath and Friday, and if evil is strong, it can pull the the Yud Hey, uh, which is which is lying in 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 the sixth day, it can pull it and break the Vav Hey. And that's what Amalek does in the in the book of Exodus and Hashem swear he broke my name into two. In fact that's if you come to uh in the famous Kaddish, you know, when the mourner, uh when you go to the synagogue, uh you find so many times a person say a mourner or during the prayer, we say so many times the the Kaddish. The Kaddish is written in Aramaic and people don't understand it. Usually, but if you if you look at English translation, you will see that this is the story of the Kaddish. The Kaddish won a pray. We pray to Hashem so many times a day. Uh, please com- make your say your name complete again. Which means uh, Amalek came and broke your name into two. Evil is here. Uh, make yourself make your name holy. I mean uh, complete. Uh, so that uh, we'll, 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 connect, we'll go on to the Sabbath. So that's the Kaddish. And if you, you need to know that if you go to, to a synagogue, you hear people talking, saying the Kaddish, you say, oh, I know what it is. And may your name be completed. And I know exactly what it means. The Yud Hevar came was broken. In fact, it's, it's a prophet Yechezkel, uh, talking about that. It's quotation from, from Yechezkel that the uh, Amalek will be uh, broken one day uh, or eradicated. Uh, and then this will allow Hashem's name to, to grow and to be holy again and to be complete again. Uh, and then the last two lines, evil, evil is uh, uh, to overcome by men before the Sabbath. This is our last challenge. We need to overcome evil, and we need to, uh, Hashem will burn it like grass before the Sabbath, and we, uh, this is what we see in chanting in synagogue before the entrance of the Sabbath. So this, uh, this kind of summary what we learned last time. Uh, and and uh, now we need to pick, to, 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 to see, we learn, we learn what, what, uh, what evil is in the eyes of the Torah, and now we need to see, to exercise a little bit with it, and to see how it is implemented in the book of Genesis in several stories. Uh, here I put a note before we start. He said, I already mentioned it, Hashem appearance on top of the hill had made evil possible. Without Hashem around, if you don't have Hashem prison in your heart, you will never know what evil is. Evil is always with the eyes of Hashem, of, of Hashem in, your heart, in your heart. People who don't have the aspect of mercy and the aspect of Hashem will never know what evil is. Think about it. That's a very profound statement. And, and number two, the line number two, had Hashem not appeared at the end of the sixth day, there was no concept of evil on earth. Suppose the, suppose the sixth day that's very important for the story of Eden. <coughs> Suppose the, 
the sixth day was finished and the seventh day was just another day like all the other day and Adam was created like, like another creature sophisticated ant or sophisticated egg like another creature all the creature before us just a little more sophisticated like the serpent serpent was like that so if, if uh, the serpent didn't have the you'd have FK the merciful eye in his eyes so if 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 Ed Adam Ed Adam uh, was born in such a, another day or, or sixth day at the end of the sixth day without the ray of light of mercy entering our world uh, without the mercy mercy in our heart uh, then we wouldn't we would never know what, what, what evil is so there was a miracle that the, the merciful came, came here so we can now understand what evil is had Elohim ruled alone, continued to rule alone, there would have been no concept of evil. We see evil in the world through the prism of Hashem in our soul. It is a Hashem light that brings forth evil. You can live peacefully among evil people and you will never know, you never have any concept that something is wrong unless you open up the Bible or the Talmud or, or the Torah uh, and you say oh gosh something is wrong with this or some people can have the light every person has a, a light of Hashem in him a nucleus of, of uh, Yud Hevav Kedah should be cultivated so Hashem, people can get to the idea of, of mercy on their own too now, uh, now let's. Say, so, what are the stories in, in Eden? That what is the story that of evil that we? Have? Until now, we just spent some time to warm up. Uh, to to I just went with you together on the concept of evil based on our last class. I know it's heavy. I know it's not easy to 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 uh, grasp or to to really digest. And only by exercising, only by repetition, and by see how it works in the Torah stories, uh, then we can understand what we were talking about. Because otherwise, it became like a aloof concept. And in fact, that's what the Torah is doing for us. The Torah is presenting the story of Eden with the serpent in it and the forbidden tree of knowledge of evil and good because right away the Torah wants us to understand what evil is like an exercise you, you introduce to learn a concept now let's take the exercise a little bit in it to understand different aspects or to put some shades or understanding of, of the concept of evil what it really means the second time number two here uh, the Torah mentioned evil is in, in a rainbow revelation when Noah stood there by the ark after the, after the flood and he was full of frustration you remember that he didn't want to procreate and Hashem came, came and down and said to him uh, I know that your human heart is evil from his youth 
<coughs> so here the word evil is uh, showing up very uh, explicitly. The third story that I planned with God's help to walk to go over with you is a story about Sodom and Gomorrah because this is the epitome, this is really the epitome of uh, evil on earth and we need to understand the Sodom and Gomorrah, what is, tell us what is evil. How can Hashem be really uh, enraged so much to come down and, and see the cry and overturn the city? And who did it? The mercy. Mercy did it. It was not a looking like in the flood. And the flood was, was made, was, was brought down by a looking. You'd have only it was saddened and, and escaped into the ark. But, but in Sodom and Gomorrah it was you'd have Afke, the merciful one itself became, became uh, enraged and, and executed the death penalty with terrible wrath. Uh, so something was terrible in Sodom and Gomorrah that caused such a, a verdict, a punishment. By whom? By mercy. How evil you should be in order to convert mercy as your persecutor. Pharaoh did the same thing. So today, uh, let's, from, from all the three uh, exercises there, exercises, uh, I call it exercise, that's the story of the Torah that will, will, will allow us to exercise with a little bit of the concept of evil. So today we will start with Eden. I'm not so sure we'll finish the whole story again today, uh, but uh, let's go and see how much, whatever we manage, that's fine. Excuse me. Now, so Eden, the story of Eden, sexy story of Eden. I, I think there is no human being on earth that is not familiar with that story. I think that somebody wrote a more more literature was written on Eden than on any other piece of the Bible altogether. There's no other piece that attracted so much attention than the story of Eden. And yet, I'll tell you one thing. Nobody wrote for the millions of, of those pages and stories that's written about Eden. Nobody actually bothered asking the Jews. Or the Talmud, what do you think about Eden? Everybody has his idea about Eden, what it is, apart from those, and they never bother to ask uh, the people who, who actually uh, wrote it or received it from, from God. So, what is Eden? So, first of all, uh, before I start, are you with me or are you asleep? Okay, I'm kind of waiting for you, for your answer. Are you with me? Before we start about Eden? Yeah, I, here, Linda, Ellen and Eileen, we are here. Thank goodness, you are fine. All right, good. Thank you so much. All right. All right, so now let's see what Eden. So where is Eden exactly? I know it's chapter 2, but where on earth? So many, uh, many. Uh, if you talk to archaeologists, many still 
uh, uh, many still uh, uh, sick Eden now, I read many, many places, that they, uh, many articles that they now dig Eden under the sand of southern Iraq. In the desert of Iraq, in, in the past it was covered with this water, uh, and it fits the Bible, all kind of river flourish there, palm tree, it was a beautiful place, it was called Eden, now it's lost in under the sand. So they look for Eden there. So, in fact, I'm not so sure the city was exactly called Eden, its name was close to Eden, and people, archaeologists, uh, think it's there, fine. Uh, some other uh, writer write about uh, they find the story of Eden scattered in the in the, the story of ancient Mesopotamia, uh, Gilgamesh, uh, and all kind of stories about the fruit and so on. Well, I can all I can say that uh, the children of Noah, according to the Torah, the Bible, uh, Iraq was a place where the children of Noah lived. And uh, very obviously, uh, those original stories of the Bible actually corrupted into the story of uh, pagan stories because they forgot Noah. And they corrupted into the story of uh, Arkadi Shumar, the ancient uh, civilization of uh, Iraq. Anyhow, our task is to not, to, not to, to indulge now with the archaeological debate and so forth because it's fruitless. And indeed, I'm going to show you exactly why it's fruitless. Uh, because what we are doing now is studying of the stories that appear in the Bible and to derive the specific messages. And as you will see, uh, uh, there is no place, although it may, the story may be inspired by a place Eden or, or the other way around, maybe the Eden in, in Iraq was inspired by the ancient uh, Eden of, of the Noah, of the father of humankind. Uh, but uh, let's, uh, let's see where, where exactly was Eden. And uh, in, in order to find out, we have no choice but to open the Bible and to read it together. And it's uh, chapter 2, verse 4. That's where the introduction, the story of Eden starts. So chapter 1 is a story that we learn already. Uh, the, the story of, uh, uh, it's the, the, the six-day creation, day by day, the Sabbath, and we learn that. Now the Torah starts again in chapter 2, verse 4, and I put it here to you. Uh, this is how the story of Eden begins. Maybe to give us a clue where Eden is. Remember, we want to know about Eden because it's talking about the serpent, it's talking about the tree of evil, good and bad. So we like to know what's the message of uh, Eden to our story of evil. Fine, so uh, these are the, 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 the story of Eden start like that. These are the histories. Some people, uh, many uh, translated, these are the generation, but I don't know what generation of heaven and earth. This is the history of heaven and earth. 
why plural, but I was saying in a minute why plural. You see, people don't understand why the plural, history. These are the histories of the heaven and earth. So here are the, the order heaven and earth. While they were recreated, that's what, the, that's what in Hebrew it says. In English, they couldn't cope with that word recreate. They didn't understand what it is. So they say, for instance, I have an English translation, we never created. Well, that's not. They were recreated. As if they were created themselves. In the, in the verse in the verse four, if you have it open, the Bible open, verse four says, On the day, that's how it finishes, that Hashem Elohim created earth and heavens. Well, you see the the two opposite directions. <clears throat> the history of heaven and earth, first heaven and the earth. This is like Genesis 1, of course he first created the heaven, and then the earth, and then the first day, the second day, and so forth. But here I said it was recreated from earth to heaven, in the opposite direction. Why is it? What, what, is, the Torah suddenly what is the Torah suddenly telling us? You will never see it in any, any uh, English translation. Why? It's open everywhere in the Talmud. I, I have no idea. Ask me. I have no idea. No, I've never seen it in any non-Jewish literature, non-Jewish discussion. They are completely uh, oblivion to it. There is no... They, they, it's like the whole message is gone. And yet they write millions of... of uh, uh, of of uh, articles about Eden. Well, let's finish. I don't want to criticize people here. We, we are here to learn, not to criticize anybody. All right. So we 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 learn about we, our question. Our quest is to find out where is Eden. So here the talk start by telling us there was a histories, two histories at least, in two directions, heaven and earth. They were recreated. Earth and heaven, uh, you second half. And the verse number five, which continue, describe exactly when Eden was, was done, was planted, or was formed. So it says, and all, it describe exactly, it point you exactly where Eden was, when was Eden, where and when it was done, it was made. Uh, it says, and all the plant, all plants on the field and all plants in the field was yet on earth oh oh no that's a, that's a mistake and all plant in the field was was not yet on earth there was none there was no plant there was no shrub actually uh, no plant seen on earth no, not, there was no, nothing growing on earth, not even grass, not even the grass or herb on the field had yet grown. There was nothing, no seed, no seed of, li no seed of life, no earth. For Hashem Elohim, he says, had not caused it to rain. There was not even rain upon earth. 
No more, more, more over, and there was not yet an Adam to till the ground. Well, this is a special, uh, uh, this is not, so where is it and when, on what day was it, uh, was it created? Where can it fit in the story of creation, Eden? So let's uh, read it carefully again. Let's point again the, the few questions that we raised. So the first, the, the verse says, heaven and earth, like the regular order, in, in chapter in Genesis 1, it, uh, you know, at the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. This is the Genesis 1. Verse 1. He created, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. Of course. This is how our verse starts too. But then immediately it, it, it says, On a day that Hashem Elohim, that you have Hashem Elohim together, made or created, uh, actually made uh, earth and heavens, the opposite side, opposite direction. How come? How is it possible to, to, to write two opposing directions in the same verse? And uh, what does it mean they were recreated? Who? How? When? How does it mean they recreated? Uh, and how could Eden, Eden, which is a full of trees, okay? Uh, Eden is, is a wonderful place of, of water and trees and fruits, and yet uh, uh, the Torah said there was no grass, not even grass, not even tree, not even a shrub, not even rain, nothing. So where, where is Eden? How could Eden tree, uh, be grown in a place when there, when there was no yet, no, not yet even uh, uh, grass on earth? And uh, before, we, before we try to answer it, we need also to, to, to see uh, the very important point that here in chapter 2 we mentioned it several times before that uh, the two cherubs uh, Yud and Elohim appear side by side side by side Hashem Elohim you will never see it again in the entire Bible only here in the story of uh, Eden like the, the, the mother and the, the heavenly mother and parents mother uh, and father when they going to cre create Adam. So they appear here. You see in chapter 1 I, I write here, in chapter 1 of Genesis, Elohim rule alone, mentioned alone, without any uh, any connection to Hashem, to you there, okay, 32 times Elohim said this, Elohim said let it be this, let it be that. 32 times as the amount of lev, uh, 32 is lev heart, we discuss it, plus three times in the story of the Sabbath itself, so make it 35, 35 times Elohim is mentioned in the story of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1. A, a very important number, Lamed Hay, 35 times. Uh, I'll tell you one day why it's so important, the number. Uh, and then, uh, uh, in, chapter, in the chapter 1, Hashem appears, as, as we all remember now, only once at the end of the chapter, and only as a acronym that bridges between the Friday and the Sabbath. But they never appear together. 
Only here in chapter 2, suddenly the two cherubs appear side by side uh, as, a, as, a, as a parent, as a two cherubs uh, flying side by side. Why, can, why am I allowed myself, why am I allowing myself to say two cherubs? Because the chapter end after the Adam, Adam is Adam and Eve are chase, chasing, uh, are being chased out from Eden. The chapter, the last, the last verse, he says they put the cherubs to 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 guard the road to Eden. So the cherubs, the concept of cherubs that Moses later put, come from here. So obviously the Yud Hevavkenu came out those cherubs. So what happened? Let's go back to our story, to our question. Where was Eden made and how? So, the story like that. It appears that uh, uh, it could be, it cannot be, uh, you know, chapter 2 is after the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath ends in chapter 1. And yet, and yet, the chapter two, uh, Hashem, Hashem, Hashem Elohim is made in, making a, a forming Adam. So, the formation of Adam was done on the sixth day. So, could it be on the sixth day? Could could the could the story of Je of Eden go back to the sixth day? It cannot be Sunday after the Sabbath. Because it, because the story tells us that Adam was created. How Adam was created from dust. So Adam was created of dust earlier on Friday. So how come? So and and here it says chapter two that uh, it goes on to tell us to tell us that Hashem King blew his spirit in, in in Adam and made him from the dust. So it must be before the Sabbath. So chapter two goes back goes back to when? To Friday? To, 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 to uh, Thursday? To the fifth day? To the fourth day? To where? Where do they go and how does it go back? And here is the story. So something, the story is that uh, uh, when Elohim invited Hashem on Friday, before, before the making of Adam, Elohim invited the, uh, Hashem to come down and share the world with him. He said, let us make Adam. This is a Friday. Uh, and Hashem agreed. And remember the light, the way of light, it came down. And now the two attributes, holding hand in hand, flew together over the entire creation. They flew backward from earth to heaven. It means they flew back from where they stood, where the consultation took place on, the, on a Friday, on the sixth day, when they flew back up to the, up to, through the fifth day, to the fourth day, to the third day, to the second day, and, and they flew together, wing against wing, as exactly as Moses depicted them on the holy ark. And they flew together with love and harmony, and they recreated the world. This why this is the, how the world was established, and it will never falter unless we mess up, because Elohim, when he was all alone, 
he wanted to 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 to, to stop creation, to finish it. Now they, with the, with Hashem around, they, they have the wing against wing. That's figuratively wing against wing. Uh, with love, heavenly love, and and concept and oneness, and oneness always is associated with love. So they 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 flew over 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 uh, creation from the from the sixth day backward from earth to heaven and they uh, consolidated. How do I know it? Because this is what the Levite choir sang uh, the psalm song telling me that on Friday, each Friday the Levite sang uh, Hashem has reigned, he will have done jure uh, even the world was consolidated it, will, it wouldn't falter so this, the Friday, on Friday afternoon, uh, the world was consolidated. It will, it should not falter in fall because, because it became a king. King is together. The couple became a king. So, <coughs> this is what the, the Levites sang at the choir in the holy temple, and this is what we, to get today, we sing every Friday in the synagogue. You know, before the Sabbath come, we we chant that. That's very soon to to pronounce the coming of the Sabbath, and the, uh, the word was consolidated. It should not falter by how it was consolidated or established. Different translation of ikon. The word in Hebrew ikon is really uh, established itself, consolidated or established itself. It it became firm. Before that. It was it was on the verge of being uh, uh, destroyed, but now with the with the with the mercy, the light of mercy around, it became consolidated day by day, flying backward. Now the story goes like that. So we need to locate Eden. So the the, the verse said that on on this are the history of 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 uh, earth and. Uh, heaven and earth, when they were recreated on the day when Hashem Elohim made earth and heavens, we discussed that, now the, 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 as they flew backward, the Torah now come in the second verse 5 and tell us exactly where they park in the flight. They park here. And all the plants on the, on the field were not yet on earth, and there was no grass and no 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 rain. So there was a dry land, but not yet grass. So this is, can only be the third day. This is what the midrash says. So the oral Torah tells us that the Eden was was actually created or formed formed on the on the third day. Now let's see what happened on the third day to remind ourselves. Uh, as they uh, on the third day Elohim separated the day started on the second day he separated the water above from the water below. It took so many million of years. It was good. At the end of the day it was good. It was 
evening, it was morning, and it was uh, the king decided. Actually, he didn't he didn't judge the second day. I'm sorry, mistake. He judged the first day. The second day was ended without without judgment. And now it, it without judgment. Now uh, the third day dawned. There was no sun yet on earth, but it was dawn. So it means a new era, a new creational day dawn. And uh, and then he separated the dry land from the oceans. We know it. Today, scientists tell us how it how it happened. They just I saw a wonderful video on that on the, on the Discovery Channel. How they think today, how the land was separated from the ocean. That's wonderful to watch. It took millions of years. And then on the third day, in the middle of the day, suddenly, while the day is still going on, and Elohim said it was good. In the middle of the day, it's like Friday. In the middle of the day, and he continued. And it, it was an unusual see, a trial in the middle of the day, because usually the, all, the, all the trials of the day are at the end of the day. But there, in chapter 1, in the, in the third day, in the middle of the day, there is a judgment. And then he continued to seed the life on earth and to grow vegetation. He said, let it be vegetation, let it be grass, a vegetation, tall tree. And then there was, a, there was a evening, there was morning, day three is over. So day three had two judgments in it. One before seeding life and one after seeding life on earth. So, what, what, if you look carefully at the verse, the verse actually tells us where Eden was formed. His Eden was formed on the third day, on that judgment, on the first judgment, that, that before seeding life on earth. Alright, so slowly, slowly we try to delineate what Eden is. So, we can now figure out what kind of important trial it was on the third day. Because this was the before the season of life. So Eden was a sort of a, a trial to find out if to continue to see life on earth or not. So that case, where was Eden? So here come another information because right there after after that verse now with verse 7 he says and Hashem Elohim formed now he tell us first he told us when it happened now he tell us where I mean how first the first the first verse told us when on what day we know third day now how it was formed, where, on the third day. So here is a surprise. Chapter, uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 7, it says, And Hashem formed Adam from the dust of the ground, and he in oneness, the Hashem Elohim, he in, in evil it's one, blew his nostril and uh, uh, blew in his nostril his, his soul, and his spirit, and uh, oh, he blew in his nostril the living soul, and Adam became an Efesh Chaya. We, we, dis we, discuss, we discuss the different aspects of the human soul. 
in one of our previous classes by that blowing into Adam dummy on the ground. <coughs> so what happened? There is a Torah introduced now a new form, a new a new a new word form, which is different from creative and different from 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 doing or so in fact there are three three terms that we need that I think each Benoit Benoit should be familiar, but especially when you deal with the Genesis and the Store of Eden and and, and the Torah and Torah in general. Uh, to create, to form and to make. When I when I want to put to put a house, let's say, in my neighborhood, uh, I have an idea of the house that I created in my mind. I know exactly what kind of function I want from it. I know to host so many people. I have to be either personal or social. Uh, I, whatever I have a concept of a house, conceive a house. That's to create. Then I sit down at the second stage and I write down a blueprint. I hire an architect, I do it myself. Most, like, most likely I will hire an architect. He writes for me a plan. So he will translate my, my ideas into a plan. A, a blueprint, that's called Yetzira. Uh, the first plan, uh, creation, is Bria. Bria, Yetzira is the second plan. And finally, I hire a contractor, and he puts the house on the ground, according to the blueprint. So that's called making. So here we have the three levels that are not mystical levels. They are not like an esoteric, mystical level of Kabbalah that uh, people live uh, read, read it, uh, in, in a mystery of, of, of esoteric uh, convention or meeting at night, the middle of the night. This is things that we do on a daily basis. We conceive, we plan, and we do. It turns out that the entire first, the entire first, first uh, almost the entire uh, first chapter is to create everything you created. Chapter two of, of Eden, entire chapter is he formed. And later on he did it. He did it. He made us. So the rabbi says this is the very essence of the teaching of Torah, that there were three stages. And and the first stage was a, a, a conception of creation. Now, on the third day, when, when the two cherubs flew back, and they flew back on the, on the opposite direction, which is like rewind, they flew back in time to the first journey, uh, and so they formed, the Torah said they formed Adam. So Adam was a virtual thing, it was a plan on a computer, so to speak. We understand it now better than our ancient time. So Adam was formed in the world, in the world of formation. So there are three worlds, three, three universes, so to speak. The universe of creation, uh, Bria, the universe of formation, and the universe of, 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 of doing. 
uh, but that's not as a terrific. That's what we, what every one of us does, is doing every day, every action we take. We think about it, we plan, and then we execute it. So, so uh, the, the, the Torah is now telling us that the two cherubs flew back. Perhaps it was still the world of creation, if you want. And they rewind it, and now the form that they wrote, uh, they wrote, they put Eden as a trial on a computer, their virtual world, and, and uh, to see if it's really worthwhile to go down and make it down on earth. Should we or should we not continue making it? So this was like a, a, a trial, this was the third day trial before seeding life on earth. So how, in fact, I told you, I mentioned to you that the entire chapter is written that, like that. Because it says, now it says not only on Adam, that Adam was, was formed, but it says, and Hashem Elohim planted garden in Eden, the same, continuation of the same story. And he placed in there Adam that he had formed. So even Eden, Eden and, and Adam, both of them were formed in, a, in the world of formation. So how full are those who are going to uh, look for Eden in the lost, grand, in the lost sand of, of Iraq? It's not there. It, it, it was, it, Eden is a, is a virtual trial before, before they decided to put even grass on earth. So don't look for Eden in 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 the in the near Batra. So uh, the trial of Eden on the third day was important, since in the future of Earth depended on it. If Adam and Eve would fail the trial of Eden on the computer there, a virtual world. Uh, and be condemned to live on earth if they fail the trial of Eden and they will be thrown out of, of Eden and to be condemned to live on earth then uh, life on the real earth would continue as, as originally uh, planned or, or, or conceived then the seed of life would be planted on, on the ground and vegetation will grow and then the, 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 the sky will, will be clear up and the sun will be shone, the light will be filled the ocean and the fish will grow, real fish and real bird and real crocodile and real uh, cattle and real and finally real Adam will, will appear on earth. If Adam will fail that, that trial on, on, the, on, 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 on the third day, but if Adam and Eve would win the trial on, on, on that computer virtual on the third day, well, they don't need to be thrown on earth, so they will be close to, to the Sabbath. And, and they will be coming, they, the sh there will be a shortcut, a short road from Eden to, 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 uh, to the Sabbath. What, and, and here is a point, Eden, not to be confused with the Sabbath. What is Eden? Eden, Eden is at a, a place where there's no death. So obviously, uh, the, this computer virtual uh, uh, domain 
is uh, is actually controlled by Yud Hey Vav K because there is no death. Angel of death has no entrance there. Yet Elohim, the two cherubs are there. So it's like a in between K. It is in between virtual. It's not the Sabbath because the Sabbath is no ark, no ark. Yud Hey Vav K rule it, and Elohim was outside. He closed the door, even for Elohim. So where so the the the, the Noah Ark is kind of presented the Sabbath. Well, it's not even even Noah Ark is not clearly the Sabbath because the Sabbath is when the Lokim will rest. But this is like one more step. Uh, here, uh, Eden is where both attributes, walking, walking for pleasure, in 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 that garden. What pleasure? Eden is sexual pleasure. Eden is a, is a, the word Eden is always sexual pleasure. The Sarah, Sarah when she, the Baron Sarah when she suddenly had the period, and she says, "Oh gosh, I'm I'm old and yet I have Edna. Edna Eden. Edna is a sexual pleasure. She was 90. She's gonna give birth to Isaac. So use the same word as Eden." To, 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 to really designate what the pleasure is and here why Eden is Eden sexual because it's a birth this is where the two cherubs gave us gave birth to us so we are again I'm, I'm going to close down today our class with this note don't think for a moment that we are uh, that he, he made us uh, that we have he made us like a like a Virtual, virtual that we are like moral, moral game in in some kind of a new, in in a shame playing game with us. So they are virtual uh, games. Some people think like that. Uh, the story is that Hashem Hashem created us, blue spirit in us with love, and the two cherubs held wing by wing with love, and they are made like like we we are there in Eden. Under the under the in the womb, Eden is like the womb, uh, and mercy mercy in Hebrew is womb, uh, W O M B. It's a woman feature. It's a female. It's it's full of love, and and, and he loves us as our child, as we as we are his his child. He's in oneness. So it's not the story is chas v'shalom, not to be confused with any. Any uh, game, it's the it's the, the the game here, the virtual. Uh, I, I put here only to kind of uh, make make the story more uh, appealing to us or to understand it better. But uh, the, again, Eden is is back there, and it's controlled by by Yudhevavke because there is no evil, there is no no angel of death there. But you know now. If a domain is controlled by Yudhevavke and she appear on earth, you know what is on the door there waiting for her. The door for when you when Yudhevavke appear, automatically there is evil waiting for her on the opposite side. <coughs> As we just said, the the, the very appearance of Yudhevavke spread light of evil, take it out, bring it to the open. So no wonder that uh, the 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 rest the, the the seconds the the rest of the story of Eden will focus 
all that evil uh, that is now uh, coming to life by the presence of Yudhelaf-K on earth on that third day. Alright? So, I think our time is over now and we need to continue next time with Hashem help, with the, about the serpent, the tree of evil, what it means, and so forth. Any question for me? I love your definition of evil, that which keeps us from ascending closer to Hashem. Yes. That's the best definition I could give you. Anything that separates us from uh, ascending to Hashem or coming close to Hashem is evil. Evil in the eyes of Hashem. Not necessarily in our eyes. It should be. We, we can see evil too if we have our Hashem eyes in us. But sometimes we don't see it as evil. Hashem sees it as evil. Alright, I know there is a lot of things to, to digest. A lot of things to digest and it will, as we discuss it more and more, and uh, different aspects, and we go to, to Noah Hark, and then we go to, to Son Gemara, uh, it, will, it will really uh, be engraved in your mind. You will never forget what evil is. All right, thank you, and uh, see you all next week. And uh, have a good week, good Shabbat. Nice uh, spending time with you all. Take care. Bye.